Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Destiny Today with your host, Anthony Turner. Join us as we explore life and purpose from a kingdom perspective through biblical teaching, inspirational messages, and informative discussions with special guests. Our goal is to equip and mobilize you to walk in the fullness of your Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Your Destiny Today. I am your host, Anthony Turner, and I just am so excited that you've joined us today. Thank you, Cassie, for uh, introducing the show today. Cassie is our director. She's the director of uh, Your Destiny Today podcast, and from time to time, you'll get an opportunity to see her because she'll join me as we're interviewing guests and and other things that we will bring to you through our podcast. And um, just want to say to those of you who may be watching this for the first time, if and you've not subscribed, I'm going to invite you to hit that subscribe button because that way, anytime we have a broadcast or a podcast that's been uh, uploaded, you'll get the uh, notification that we are on and that you are invited to comment join us. We um, uh, celebrated just a couple of days ago our 1,000th download of Your Destiny Today, and I was so honored and blessed uh, that uh, we've uh, been a blessing to uh, the people who've listened. Like I said, normally what we do is we have a lot of a special guests. Some are well-known uh, leaders and ministry leaders in the in the body of Christ that I've had the privilege of knowing over the years and had an opportunity to interview and share. they share their story or share the thing that Father has given to them. And others have been uh, some of those emerging voices that you may not have yet heard of, but they are carrying a word of the Lord. And I am just so privileged and honored to be surrounded by the company of people that I get to run with in these days. And so we'll continue to do that um, from time to time. We'll do what uh, we're going to be doing today, and I'll get it more into that in just a minute. But I really do love to bring to you the voices that, uh, of, of the kingdom that Father is speaking to, all of the uh, powerful emerging uh, leaders. And, and, and here's a word that uh, sparked all that we're going to be sharing today, the firebrands that Father is uh, raised up for such a time as this. And like I said, I'm, I'm blessed to be so uh, surrounded by some phenomenal people both those who speak into my life and pour into me and those that I get to run with, but then also those that I get to pour into. And uh, it was from that that this uh, particular subject that we're going to be sharing and this word that uh, I'm going to be releasing, it's going to be a combination. It's going to be a word that I release over the body. It's going to be a, a, a prophetic uh, declaration, an apostolic declaration, but also mixed in there, I want to uh, teach you uh, some things that the Father revealed to me, even as I was, uh, as he gave me this word to release over the body. And it's all uh, originated last night. Um, I am privileged to 
have a company of young men and women of God all over the country that I get to uh, facilitate a mentorship um, community with. And uh, many of them were on last night. And one of my spiritual daughters from Michigan uh, was on last night and she was introducing herself. And one of the things that she said was that um, a, a year or so ago, I, I spoke to her, I spoke a word over her and I said, the father told me that you are a firebrand. And so she mentioned last night, she says, I'm not exactly sure what that is, but uh, I, I want to get with the father to know what it is when, because when Papa called me a firebrand, I'm not sure I know what that is. And when she said that, it was very intriguing to me because, um, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken that word before and I've, and I, I, Actually, the Lord gave me that word uh, as I began to launch into some of the things that I'm called to do right now. And he told me that. He says, I'm literally raising up my kingdom firebrands for such a time as this. And uh, and I, I kind of thought I knew what the definition of the word was. But last night when she said that, it uh, piqued me. And so I went back to first of all, just the dictionary to look up the definition of the word firebrand. And uh, this is what uh, the dictionary says a firebrand is. It says, it's a person who is passionate about a particular cause, typically inciting, get that word, inciting change and taking radical action. Now, the reason I wanted to highlight that word inciting is because uh, that that actually can be a word that that uh, garners a negative connotation. And actually uh, the, the definition of the word or the way we use firebrand in the uh, modern day vernacular carries a very negative tone to it. And uh, uh, the father had me do a deep dive even into just the uh, original definition as to how and the origin of the word. And I just want to encourage you with something because Many times when I've looked up words, uh, even in the dictionary, there's, there's sometimes this obsolete definition. It's an old definition. And usually that definition is actually the original way the word was used when it was uh, introduced into the earth. I'll say it that way. And uh, uh it just reminds me sometimes of what the enemy tries to do. Uh, there, God will release a a um, uh, he will release something in the earth, and in the original intent, the enemy over the over the millennia, over the years, over the centuries, will attempt to distort. He'll attempt to pervert and twist that so that that that. Uh, true original definition is no longer the definition uh, that we use. He does that over our lives. He tries to do that over cities. He tries to do that over nations. That's what he does. He tries to steal uh, the very essence of what the father planted in that thing from the foundation of the world. And so that was why this was intriguing to me. So the, the actual, I'll say it this way, uh, definition that they consider to be obsolete is this. It says the original firebrand, firebrands were incendiary. They were incendiary, but they were uh, pieces of wood that were uh, 
on fire that they used to stoke fires like a poker. So the first fire brands were used almost like a poker to uh, stoke a fire to get it to, to be set ablaze again. It's also used uh, to light a fire and it was used uh, to light weaponry. So that was the original purpose and the original design of the firebrand, according just to the regular dictionary. Now, the uh, Hebrew, in the Hebrew word firebrand, because that word is actually in the scripture, and I'll give you a, a scripture uh, to, to correlate with that in just a minute. But the, the word is the word ud. Uh, in the in the Hebrew, and it is the word used to pull together or to rake together or to stoke like a like a poker, uh, and it's for turning or gathering embers. That is the uh, uh, Hebrew definition of the word firebrand, which is the Hebrew word ud, and you'll find this word in. Uh, Judges chapter 15, and this is this is where the word that I'm releasing today and the word that the Lord gave me, this is where it was it, it came out of this scripture. Judges chapter 15, verses four and five is what I want us to look at. And it's interesting because uh well, let's just read it first and then we'll go from there. So it says in Judges chapter 15, verse 4, so Samson went out and caught. 300, I want you to take note of that. If you uh, put it in your mind, 300, or either write it down. He caught 300 foxes and tied them tail to tail, tail to tail in pairs. He then fastened the torch to every pair of the tails. And then verse five says, and when he had set the brands or the fire brands on fire, he let them go into stand into the standing corn of the Philistines. Now we know that classically and historically, all through Israel's uh, early days, one of their uh, enemies, uh, arch enemies, were the Philistines. And so, uh, Samson is a judge in this particular time and era, where he's been raised up for such a time as this. And take note of that again, that uh, language for such a time as this. Uh, he was raised up to be God's champion against the Philistines. Now it says again in verse five, and when he had set the firebrands or the brands on fire, he let them go into the standing corn of the Philistines and burn up both the, their shucks and also the standing corn with the vineyards and the olives. And so it was from after reading this is what I heard the father say this word. He said this word, I am releasing my firebrands <laughs> into the fields of the enemy. That's what he said. I am releasing my firebrands into the fields of the enemy. So uh, this is this is powerful time that this is what's, what the father is doing right now. And so... Um, as I began to look at that again, what caught my attention was this uh, 300 foxes that uh, Solomon, that 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 uh, Samson caught to to tie their tails together and release them into the fields of the enemy, and uh, so I, I looked at that 300, and and in the in the Hebrew, the 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 letter 300 
or uh, the number 300 is also a letter in the Hebrew. Uh, it is the letter sheen. And that's uh, an example of the letter sheen. And it, it it's the letter it means it's sheen. But the, it also uh, conveys a number, and that number is 300. And with those numbers, we know that there's also a meaning and a prophetic meaning to it. This is the prophetic meaning of the number 300. A divinely appointed period of time. So, election. I like to say for such a time, a divinely appointed period of time. I like to say for such a time as this, or sometimes we use the language, a kairos moment. It's also the number connected to the children of promise. It's also, get this, supernatural victory over the enemies, including death. It's the number connected with the death, burial, and resurrection of Messiah. It signifies final blood sacrifice made by the perfect Lamb of God. So, so now in that scripture in Judges chapter fifteen, where the uh, where uh, Samson takes three hundred foxes, uh, I I often teach when I'm talking to uh, young uh, Bible students, I say, make sure that you, whenever you're looking at a scripture. And if it gives a name or a date or a certain time or place or a number, that there is other things that you can unpack in that. And so prophetically here, what we see is that, and I'm going to say it this way, that at, a, at, at the divinely appointed time, Samson was used by God to release into the fields of the Philistines, the enemies of Israel and also the enemies of God, he released the fire that would bring supernatural victory over uh, the enemy, but not only just the enemy, it also included death. And that's, that's what's taking place here. And that's the prophetic word that Father was giving me in process of this. Now, Here's the thing that I want uh, to also bring up here, because that uh, that number three hundred is uh, sheen. That's the and and the first time that you ever see this number in the Bible is in uh, the book of Genesis, and it's in chapter five of Genesis, verse uh, twenty-two. So Genesis five twenty-two is the first time we see this number. Uh, 300, and also uh, the Hebrew letter Sheen. And this is what it says. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah. 300 years and begot sons and daughters. Now I'm going to read that again. It says, and Enoch walked with God after, after he begot Methuselah 300 years. So he walked with God 300 years after the birth of Methuselah. And he begat sons and daughters. Now uh, it says, and Enoch walked with God uh, 300 years and begot sons and daughters, verse 23, and all the days of Enoch's life were 365 years. So he was 65 years old when he gave birth or when he yeah, when he gave birth, when he when, when he and his his wife gave birth to Methuselah, he was sixty five years old, and it said that he walked with the Lord uh, until he was uh, taken up, 
We know that the Bible says this of Enoch. It says that he walked with God and he was not for God took him. So he just, he, he, he didn't see death. But li- listen to the significance of the time. He walked with God 300 years. And I'm going to bring this back up again. That 300 is a divinely appointed time. It's connected with the children of promise. It's supernatural victory over in it, over the enemy, including death. So this is the first time that we see the word uh, or sheen and we see the number 300. And uh, there's a principle in the word called the law first mention. I want to talk to you about that for just a moment. The law first mention of a doctrine or a teaching, teaching or a theme, is uh, it, it tells you uh, for future disclosure the same theme, topic, word, or number in the mind of God. In the mind of God. So whenever the Father introduces something, we call it the law of first mention. When He introduces it, it's like setting a precedence. This is in my mind. This is the theme. This is so. Whenever you see. The, the word, whenever you see uh, uh, 300, that number 300 or that sheen, this is in the mind of God. And I'll bring that back up again. It's, a, the, it, it's, it's the um, indication to you of a divinely appointed period of time. It is uh, the number connected to the children of promise supernatural victory over the enemy, including death. And it's the number connected with the death, burial, resurrection of Messiah. So I want you to keep that in mind as we continue to go through this, because then the next time you see, uh, that's the law first mentioned. So the next time you see the the number 300 is in um, Genesis chapter 6, verse 15. So let's look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 15, real quick. Again, Genesis 6, 15. And this is what it says. It says, this is how you are to build it. Now, this is God talking to Noah. So the next time you see the number 300 or the the word sheen in scripture, it's in Genesis chapter 6. We know that in the beginning of uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 1, it says that the children of men uh, uh, the, uh, the sons of God came and knew the, the daughters of men and they began to produce giants in the earth that we know to be called Nephilim and that the earth got so corrupt, evil spread throughout the land that father found Noah. Uh, man, there's a whole lot that I could go into there, but we're going to try to stay on task with what we feel like father wants us to release today. But so he 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 calls Noah and he tells Noah to build an ark. And not only does he tell him to build an ark, but listen to this. He tells him, this is how you are to build it. The ark is to be, get this, 300 cubits long. 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Man, I tell you, as I begin to delve into this, I I, I wanted to have a glory fit. Because again, remember, anytime you see numbers in a scripture, there's a deeper dive that you can take because each one of those numbers represents something. So let's, so we know that the number, I'll, I'll start here that the number uh, 300 represents a, I'll say it this way, a Kairos moment. So, uh, so Father says that we're in a Kairos moment. He literally told, uh, 
Noah, I want you to build an ark as a, and this is going to be a prophetic picture of a Kairos moment. Now it's not, now this 300 that he mentions is not a time frame. It actually is a, a measurement of the ark. Now there were three measurements. It was 300 cubits long. It was 30 cubits wide. Now 30 uh, is the number. Now get, this is this is so amazing. 30 is the number of the blood of Christ. It's the it's the magnified perfection of divine order. So uh 30 is 10 times 3. 3 is divine is, is perfection. And 30 30 uh is the magnified perfection of uh the divine order. 30 is also the blood sacrifice. So he says, I want you to build it. Let's get this 300 cubits long, which represents a Kairos moment, 30 cubits wide, which represents uh, the blood sacrifice, and 50 cubits high, which represents Jubilee. 50 is the, the number of Jubilee. So I want you to see what Father's doing here. It is, he says, I'm bringing you into a Kairos moment. I'm bringing you into a Kairos moment. I'm bringing you into the blood sacrifice, and I'm bringing you into a time of jubilee. That was what uh, what Noah was 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 uh, instructed by God to build. That's what that represented. And I'm like, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? So, so. Again, now here's the interesting thing. In some of the uh, temple literature, we know that Methuselah lived to be like 967 years old. The thing that's interesting is that Methuselah died uh, just uh, shortly before the ark was built. Now, here's the interesting thing about Methuselah. Have you ever look to see what his name means. This is, uh, now there are 300 uh, is the number of years between the birth of Methuselah and the translation of Enoch into heaven without dying. But Methuselah's name actually means his death shall bring. So God actually named Methuselah, his death shall bring. His His name literally is a is a prophetic indication that, you know, like when the scripture says over in Isaiah chapter six, when um, Isaiah says, in the year King Isaiah died, I saw also the Lord. So in that, it, it, it was a marking point in the year King Isaiah died. That statement was marking a point that there, we're stepping into something new for you, Isaiah. Uh, the, the, the 57 years, I think it was that Isaiah was on that, uh, that Uzziah was on the throne. Uh, when that came to an end, it marked another uh, threshold moment for Isaiah. It said, so he says in the year, that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord. Well, guess what? In the year, or actually in the time frame that uh, Methuselah died, his death shall bring a new era. And that new era is this ark. I mean, all hell had broken loose in the earth. We know that. Uh, like I said, uh, evil was 
and corruption and perversion and sin was all throughout the earth. Actually, you saw that so many times throughout scripture. Anytime uh, sin, anytime evil, anytime darkness seemed to become uh, um, a pandemic, I'll say it that way, throughout the earth, it was always an indication that we were at the threshold of stepping into a new period of time. It, it was marking a new time. And so, so at this moment, um, Methuselah, whose name means his death shall bring, dies. When he dies, the ark is begun to, uh, the Lord gives a word to Noah to build the ark. And so this also happened to be that, that uh, and again, think about those measurements, 300, which means an appointed time or a Kairos moment, uh, 30, which represents the blood, and 50, which represents Jubilee. He says, I want, that's what I want you to build. And so he says, and this is the fashion which you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. The breadth will be 50 cubits and the height will be 30 cubits. The length of the ark, 300 cubits. This verse helps us to understand the meaning of the number found in the New Testament too when it says this. Listen, this is in Hebrews chapter 11 and it says, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not yet, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark, why? To the saving of his house by which he condemned the world. So look at what happens at that moment. Uh, uh, he built this ark, which was the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. My God, this is so good right now. I'm telling you, I am getting blown away. So Hebrews, again, I'm going to read that again. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, reverence, and prepared an ark to the saving of his house, and with doing that, this is what it says, by which, and with, with him doing that, with him building that ark, he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. So again, that number 300 is the length in the cubits of Noah, Noah's ark. It is connected with the previous verse found in Genesis chapter 5, verse 22, uh, and and. And then in Genesis 5, we learn that Enoch is given 300 years on the earth before he was taken up to be with God without going through death. His son's name is a prophecy. Methuselah's name is a prophecy that's connect, that connects the flood with the death of Methuselah. Methuselah means his death shall bring. And if you do the math, you'll discover that Methuselah died just weeks before the Lord brought the flood on the earth. So in Genesis chapter 6, the number 300 is not a period of time, but it's the length of the ark that will save Noah and his family. Notice that all of these verses reveal that the number 300 is connected with death, supernatural victory over death. So that's the that's the picture. So I, I call it stepping over a threshold. It, it, it shows that there's death 
But then there's uh, for those who who understand there's supernatural victory over the death. That's what the Philistines were bringing to the children of Israel. But then father raises up Samson. And, and one of the things that Samson does in this moment is he gathers 300 foxes. And, and so this is the connection I want you to see that I believe we're in that moment again, but this time Samson, the strong one, is the mighty one of Israel. It's God. And Father said to me, that's what he said. He says, I am releasing my firebrands into the fields of the enemy. This is a this is a uh, where God has gathered his 300, not uh, not literally 300 people, but but he's gathered those who are uh, caught on fire because that's what you would find out about a firebrand. A firebrand was uh, some places it's it's um, the word is translated torch, but it was it was a torch bearer. It was it was uh, the the instrument that God used to ignite a bigger fire. It was the instrument that people used to ignite a bigger fire. It also was the instrument that people used to uh, uh, to reignite because that's what you do with a poker. The embers may be smoldering and there may be just a, a bare amount of fire left, but then you take the poker, you take the firebrand and you, and, and you stick it in there to stir things up. And that's what Father says. So I believe that the release of the firebrands for such a time as this, for such a time as this, is the Father releasing his sons and daughters into the earth who are caught on fire with his presence, caught on fire with his glory, caught on fire for such a time as this to bring his flame into the earth. And it does two things. It's an indication of uh, just like it said uh, about Noah, listen to what it said. It says, because of him being obedient to God, it did two things. It condemned the world, but it also became the heir of righteousness. Uh, he became the heir of righteousness. So I believe that there are two things that firebrands do in the earth. God releases them into the field of the enemy to burn up all of the resources, everything that sometimes that has kept them strong. That's what that's what food does to us. It keeps us nourished. It keeps us strong. It keeps. But if the but Father is releasing every uh, his firebrands into the fields of the enemy to burn all of the things that they trust in. One scripture I love it says, "Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God." And so that's what Father is doing right now. I believe with all my heart he has uh, raised up these amazing men and women of God, these firebrands who are igniters. Going back to that old definition, that's what Father's doing. The original intent of the firebrand was to uh, ignite a fire. It was to uh, rekindle what had been uh, maybe uh, diminished or started to lose its fi fire, lose its flame. And, the, and you take that poker, that firebrand, and you begin to stir it up again. And so that's what Father is doing. He is taking those who are on fire to burn up all of the resources of the enemy. But at the same time, 
he is now reigniting those who maybe at one point, you remember, I, I, I there was a song that was by uh, Keith Green. We all, uh, a lot of you know that song. It's the song, Oh Lord, You're Beautiful. Your face is all I seek for when this child, um, uh, but, but uh, for when your eyes are on this child, it says, um, your grace abounds to me. But I love verse two. Listen to what it says. Oh, Lord, please light the fire that once burned bright and clear. Re, uh, re the, the flame that once burned bright. I almost have to sing it to remember. Oh, Lord, please light the fire that once burned bright and clear. Replace the lamp of my first love that burns with holy fear. And that's what he's doing. And so I am releasing that word as a prophetic word as well as an apostolic decree over all of the firebrands. I'm 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 calling you forth and I'm I'm um activating you right now because I heard the father say that he is releasing his firebrands into the fields of the enemy to destroy everything that has kept people from being able to see his glory. And so father, I thank you for what you're doing right now. I thank you for what you're doing in the earth and we bless you, Lord. We bless your name. We bless you for each firebrand. I bless you for my, my, uh, uh, my daughter, Sarah Kay, who is a firebrand, you raise her up for such a time as this with that passion. And not only her, but all of those that you've raised up for such a time as this to step into their kingdom prophetic destiny. And so, God, we just bless you. We honor you. We magnify you right now. We glorify you for who you are. And we give you praise in Jesus' name for what you're doing. And we just thank you for being a part of our broadcast today. And we just say we honor you and we give you praise. Thank you so much. God bless you. You've been listening to Your Destiny Today with Anthony Turner. To join us each week, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. To find out more or to invite Anthony to your next conference or event, go to DestinyMI.com.